0: Hi everyone, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of my podcast. I hope you're all having a great day, morning, evening, wherever you are in the world. And I just want to, this. the name of this podcast is called, Are You Still Awake? And well, when I get into what it's about, then you'll know why I chose that title. Um, it was actually, I was thinking of, Are you woke or are you still up? But then I decided, Are you still awake? Okay, so anyway, I wanted to discuss worry, fear, anxiety, the what ifs, the what ifs that keep us many people up at night and keep us awake and I thought this was a very good topic to discuss especially now with what we are going through as a nation, as a country, as as a whole country. I mean just things have just been turned upside down and all around. So that being said, I'm going to share a story of a situation when I was diagnosed with my autoimmune condition and what I went through and being a Christian, how Lord, how Jesus helped me get through it, how he held my hand and helped me walk through and he still get, he gets me through every day dealing with that enormous change in my life. When your health changes, as one of my doctors had told me, you have to, it's like a mourning. You go through a mourning period, just like if a person died. Um, because a part of you has some in some ways died, a part of your life has died, so you have to mourn. But she told me, as I sat in her office one day, I love my primary care doctor, she's so very sweet. I mean, the first time I saw her, all I did was cry. And then she just listened and she hugged me. And she said, you have to mourn your old life. And that's taking time. But I'm getting there. So anyway, let me get on with the story. Um, and I'm going to, I want to relate it to what, what you are going through. What is your worry and fear? What are your what ifs? Many of us have what ifs. What if I lose my job? What if I get evicted? What if I can't feed my family? What if I get the coronavirus, sorry, the coronavirus, COVID? You know, what if I get sick? What if someone dies? I mean, it just goes on and on. And that is torture. That is torture and torment. And we're human. So it's not, I'm not saying that, you know, that we all experience this. But in saying that there's also Jesus has left us with his word and with his Holy Spirit who will never leave you and never forsake you. He is called the comforter and that's what he does. He comforts and he uses people and he uses his word and we have prayer and we have him. We're never alone, especially in this time when many of us have been in what they call, you know, social, you know, isolation. It's not easy, but we're truly never alone. We, now, we can be with a group of people and feel lonely. I know you've heard that saying. So, first of all, I want to start out with a scripture that i'm reading from my niv bible and it's coming it's gonna start from luke chapter 8 verse 22 the heading is called jesus calms the storm before i read i just want to say a quick prayer dear heavenly father god thank you so much for this time to be in your word to read your word I give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. You are such a good, good, and loving Father to us. God, help me. Just help me to diminish and for you to increase. Help me to say the words that you want me to say on this podcast. Lord, I ask you to touch the hearts of whoever is listening. Help them to know that they are loved, that they are not alone. That you are always with them. Whatever they are going through, they will get through it. They just need to hold on and cry out to you and look to you. And they will be okay. Dear Father God, thank you for all the blessings. That we are woke up this morning. That we have food on our backs. That we have a safe place to lay our heads. That you kept us safe. Thank you, Father. I pray that this story and this Bible reading edify you, bring you all the honor and glory that you so deserve. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I just want to read starting from verse 22, which reads, One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side of the lake so They got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided, and all was calm. Where is your faith? he asked his disciples in fear and amazement they asked one another who is this he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him amen and um i just visually i just just picture yourself can you imagine that scene here jesus is just all sleeping has his pillow no worries and the disciples are just, they're freaking out. They're, 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 they're afraid. They're scared. They're, they're like, how can he be asleep? Aren't, don't, aren't, don't you see what's going on? Don't you see what's happening around us? That's how I feel. That's how I'm sure some of you feel like, God, don't you see what's going on? Why, where are you? But he is, he does see. And he's saying, just have faith. So I'm going to go back to relay a story from my own life when I really needed this lesson. And I really, this is where you have to really apply what you read. That these words are not just words. These are supernatural words from our Heavenly Father to get you through the storms of life. Because people can help. People are beautiful. People are sent to help us. But the word of God and God is our ultimate savior. Now, ultimate comfort. So this time in my life, I'm going to go back from, let's see, 2017. Almost three years ago. October of 2017. So it's almost three years. And I, this was in May. And I was experiencing some dry eyes. I didn't quite know. Um, it was May, so I thought it was maybe I was having allergic reactions. Um, you know, allergy season. I had never really had problems with my eyes, though. But I knew that could be a symptom. So anyway, I stroll on. I call my ophthalmologist. And I, because I also have, um, I was diagnosed with glaucoma a few years ago. So I take eye drops, and but I I'm fine. I never had a problem with that. I take my eye drops and I'm seen, you know, and that's, you know, they check me out and I'm okay. So I went to see my ophthalmologist and I explained my symptoms and he did just get some, um, he gave me a bottle of like over the counter um, eye drops, um, you, you know, tears or artificial lubricant for your eyes. And I used them and I used another and another and another. I mean, I went through bottles of this and it kept coming back. And so needless to say, I retur- I made return appointments. He said the same thing. He would look at my eyes. I don't see anything. And then I noticed, I don't know, maybe a week or so, slight swelling a lot around like my face, my jawline, just my jawline. I'm like, you know, you know your own face. I mean, you look at yourself in the mirror. So I remember going to the ER and they more or less said, you know, it's allergy and they gave me some. I think I believe they gave me some prednisone and they gave me some allergy medicine. Okay, so then fast forward and my vision starts to get blurry. Now that's when things really I mean it happened pretty quickly. I would say from eight, let me see, that was May. I would say from around the end of July, August. I'm noticing my the blurred vision. Um, I always had, I had headaches, but that was normal for me, you know, to, I mean, I, to get headaches. So I would just take like a consider migraine. Um, my daughter had to, she had to eventually come over and put on Siri onto my phone. And so I could, you know, do talk to text and that's how I texted and that's how I was able to call and help from, have help from my family to, you know, really lead me, um, to sign things and to across the street and to hold my hand and to just, it was, it was difficult all this time. I am going to the doctors. I've been admitted to the ER at one point. I remember in the ER, the doctor said, you know, what's the first letter you can see on this chart on the eye scene? you know, the eye chart. I literally said, what chart? I couldn't see the chart. I couldn't see him. Um, well, they did brain MRIs and they did scans and same answer. We don't see anything. Now, I was relieved that that was a good thing since they're looking into my brain. But it was a frustration because I knew that I i mean, I, I was I would leave crying and like I'm going blind. I would leave the office crying. Now, during this time, I was praying a lot, but I was also very fearful and scared. Now, you might say, well, you're a Christian. You know, why were you so upset? Now, I would answer that with we're human also. And Jesus, when he walked this earth as a human man, he experienced every human emotion that we do. In the Garden of Gethsemane, before his crucifixion, he prayed three times to God the Father. Let this cup be taken away from me. But not my will, but your will be done. He prayed three times. He was in agony and he knew he was going to suffer. He knew they were going to beat and whip him and spit on him and he would die a horrendous death. But he said, Not my will, but your will be done. But he had a human emotion of fear and so he understands so with that i did pray um but it was scary the fear of the unknown is always scary and i eventually i also got was getting called for uh, i was moving i got called for a place and during all of this happening i was called to move So it was just chaos and i had to have a lot of help from my family because you know i couldn't drive i didn't have a car then but i couldn't drive um i didn't know what was going on um at this time okay so i went oh yeah so i had back surgery um in 2014. (laughs) so i have a rod in my back but um my back was a little achy so i called my orthopedic surgeon he said well come in just we'll get Okay, I'm so sorry. Um, and so he said, come in for an, X, an, an MRI and we'll just check, make sure everything is fine with your back. Um, okay. So I went back for the results of that and he said, um, you know, my back looked okay. It was something minor, um, but he looked at me and he said, you need to see your PCP. Um, and he said, you have enlarged lymph nodes in your um, chest. So I'm like, okay. And he was looking just you know, serious, but I didn't really, you know, that's all he he was basically saying, you know, um, just, you know, get that checked out as soon as you can. So I left there and I'm like, okay. So I went, um, to my primary, she set up, she told me to get a CAT scan of my, um, my lungs with contrast, which I hate. Um, but anyway, I got that done. Okay, so then it's finally day for me to get the results. Um, The doctor, she came in, not smiling. That's never really good. And um, she said that she looked at me. She didn't really hesitate. Well, she looked at me somber, and she just said, "Um, you have lymphoma. And I said, I, I just, my blood drained from my face. I said, what? And I think, I believe I said cancer and she shook her head. Yes. And when she shook her head, yes, I just, tears just streamed down my face. Um, I was in shock. I was in total shock. I remember it was a Friday. I remember my daughter was going to pick me up. She was going to, um, pick me up from the appointment And I remember I did not want my daughter. I remember telling her, just um, pick me up. I didn't want her to be in the room with me because I didn't know what they were going to say. And and my daughter has uh, already lost her dad. So she was very fragile. So anyway, um, she came downstairs and she was in the car and she said, mommy, what happened? I said something I don't even remember, but I didn't, I, what it was, I minimized, you know, I didn't tell her what they said. So I, I had to make an appointment with a hematologist, an oncologist, which I did. I had a, the appointment was that Monday. When I went into his office, I just cried. I just started crying. And he said, wait, he said, what are you, wait a minute. And he's like, I said, we don't know anything yet. We said, we have to get a, uh, um, a biopsy. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I was relieved but I was also angry. Why would my doctor tell me I had, you know, straight up, she told me I had cancer and not, you know, then this doctor saying that they, they need a biopsy. He was the first one that said this word sarcoidosis. He said, but I'm suspecting sarcoidosis because, um, conferred with another doctor because of my vision issue. Um, So, along with this moving, I was scheduled for a biopsy. Then there was some issue with insurance. Then I had to move. So, then it was a waiting game. Um, I had to find a new doctor in the new state that I was. And my sister, God bless her. She helped me um, a lot. She did a lot. She was my eyes and my, you know, my support. She just, she drove me. She had to leave work many, many times to drive me to the hospital. RFK, thank you. They were great. RFK New Jersey, shout out. (laughs) Um, They were amazing. So um, I had the biopsy done of my uh, lungs. Um, they admitted me, and they admitted me because um, this was, I believe, a Tuesday. They admitted me because they said they did not want to discharge me from the hospital because of my eye, my vision loss without knowing uh, what was wrong with me. So they took my blood, and they took my blood, and they took more blood. They took <laughs> more blood than I thought I had. I was so bruised up. My hands, my arms. It, it, I looked... It looked terrible. But they were very nice. Um, All kinds of tests. All kinds of brain scans. MRIs. And um, a spinal uh, tap to rule out everything. Ruled out MS. Ruled out this. Ruled out that. And then finally they came in. The the diagnosis was sarcoidosis. Sarcoidosis is a very rare autoimmune condition. Um, Bernie Mac is the most famous phase of sarcoidosis he passed away from sarcoidosis um forget what year but he um he is has the bernie Mac foundation so sadly this um attacked my eyes and my lungs and my um some other organs what they did the um now what the treatment is is prednisone Heavy-dose prednisone is what is usually is the main treatment for this condition that is in going to help you with your um, the inflammation. Um, and it did help, but it also has horrific, at that high-dose level, horrific side effects. Uh, moon face, tremendous weight gain, and nervousness. Uh, just, I can't even, on and on. Anyone who's taken prednisone, I'm sure you know the horrific side effects. My face, I mean, I blew up in two weeks. I can't, I don't know how much gain, weight I gained. My family was very kind because I kept saying I look like a moon, which they said I didn't. But I know they were being kind to me. <laughs> anyway, slowly, gradually, I was decreased from, um, the weaned down to a low version of the, of the, I'm sorry, a lower dose of the prednisone. Um... When I went to a follow up visit, I asked the doctor, "When is my vision going to be back to what it was?" What she said was it's not. My optic nerve has been permanently damaged and my op- your optic nerve cannot be repaired. Science hasn't gotten that far yet. Um so there was damage done. So um it affected my vision as far as um thank God, I thank God that it's not like it was. I can now read, um, you know, my readers with big, you know, glasses, I can, um, read my eyes still burn and they get, still get dry, but, um, nothing like it was when I could not see anything. I could not see the nail polish that I had on my fingernails. So it is better. I just have to have everything enlarged. Um, my eyes still get dry. I still use eye drops, but it's praise God that I can see it's better than it was. And I say glory to God. God knows how much you can handle. And so in wrapping that up, I just want to encourage anyone right now who's going through anything, um, whether it's health-related, children-related, whatever related just living this life hold on to Jesus keep holding on to him and don't let go he will get you through um i'm not saying every day you know in the bible it says count it all joy all the, when we go through trials count it all joy does that mean we're going to wake up singing and skipping and no but we do have a God. We do have Jesus who loves us. And that is comforting. Because times, there's some days I feel worse than others. You know, physically, there's some times where the pain, um, I, I feel okay. Other days, I have more pain than, you know, each day you just don't know. It's kind of, you know, you you don't know. So... You do what you know how to do, even if you don't feel like doing it. You put on worship music, even if you don't feel like doing it. You pray, though many, you may not feel like praying. You may not feel like reading your Bible. Even if you read a psalm, a comforting psalm, even if you just listen, just put on a worship song and listen, it can, it just makes all the difference in the world. And don't ever, ever give up. So with that, I just wanted to end just to, on a note of hope. And I hope that I've done that by just sharing my story. And I thank you so much for listening. Um, I will be uploading another podcast. And I pray I will be keeping you all in prayer. And God bless you all.